Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hi, Bethel family. My name is Amy Thornton, and it's great to join you today as we wrap up the book of Exodus. What a journey it has been. There are two main themes we're going to discuss from Exodus 40. First, being the setting up of the tabernacle, and secondly, the glory of the Lord dwelling in it. The first half of the chapter describes in great detail and precision God's instruction to Moses on setting up of the tabernacle. Details on when, how, what items to use, who is allowed to enter, and how they are to serve on behalf of the Israelite people. Of course, there should be much care, precision, and detail in this because it is to be the dwelling place of the Most High. This is, in fact, the beginning of God's redemptive plan to restore the broken relationship with his people and to begin to dwell among them once again. If you're like me, I found some comfort in reading the specific detailed instructions God gave Moses. The clear instructions and boundaries provide clarity on how to obey. Likewise, for me, when I'm reading scriptures with clear commands of do this or don't do that, it can be easier for me to see where I'm supposed to be going or not going in order to walk into obedience. It can be some of those gray, not-so-clear, rely-on-the-Holy-Spirit moments that can be a little tricky, however. Those times when scriptures speak to the principle but not always to the specifics of our scenarios. Because a yes, do this in one situation could be a no in another or not yet. Those gray areas can be difficult to discern for sure. Something else that stood out to me in these verses is the amount of detail described in preparing the tabernacle in regards to anointing and consecrating items to be used to even the washing, cleansing, and purifying rituals for Aaron and his sons before they were to begin their priestly duties. It made me wonder about myself. How often do I prepare myself before meeting with the Lord? Do I take careful preparation to wash or cleanse my heart, my mind, or my soul? Do I do this through confession of my sins? Do I take time to purify my heart as I enter into worship or to read his word and experience his presence? How about you? As we continue through the chapter, we read that it is only when Moses and the people obeyed each of these commandments that then the glory of the Lord entered and dwelt in the tabernacle. As I read this, I then pondered, what exactly is the glory of the Lord? It turns out I'm not the only one who's wondered that. There are many verses in Scripture speaking to the glory of the Lord, and it's found in many forms in many verses. At times, our human minds lack the ability to fully comprehend its meaning. It's a bit of a mystery, and we often lack the words to fully describe it. In fact, John Piper describes, God's glory is kind of like the word beauty. We know what it means when we hear it or when we experience it, but often are at a loss of words to define it in its entirety. Some say the glory of the Lord can refer to God's greatness, his honor, his beauty, his power, and his light. I agree with this, but I also think it's so much more. Piper goes on to say that God's glory is seen in his redemptive plan to restore and connect his people back to himself since that very destructive first choice in the garden. In essence, his glory 
can be most seen and experienced through his gospel story. And miraculously, we get to play a significant role in this glory by living out the Great Commission. I marvel at this, that we as believers, by his spirit, can bring glory to God by the way that we live. So I asked myself, Lord, what does bring you the most glory in my life? He simply answers, love me with your heart and with your soul and your mind and love others as yourself. Upon hearing this, it may seem so simple and clear, similar to those instructions God gave Moses at the beginning of Exodus 40. It is clear also from the gospel accounts. When asked, Jesus stated which commandments were most important. He took the ten and brought it down to two, love God and love others. However, sometimes loving others looks different in different scenarios. Referring back to those gray areas or those Holy Spirit moments I spoke of earlier, sometimes some situations are harder to discern what love looks like. Sometimes love is silent. Sometimes it speaks. Sometimes it confronts. Sometimes it stands. Sometimes it just sits. Sometimes it weeps and cries and laughs and guides. Sometimes love gives and sometimes it also takes away. Sometimes love does and sometimes it just stands still. Those are those gray Holy Spirit moments that I've often thought I wouldn't mind having the cloud of smoke by day and fire by night talked about in Exodus to guide me in those gray, uncertain moments. But the truth is, we have something better. We have the Holy Spirit, not just dwelling among us, but in us. Because of the life and the work of Jesus Christ, we have the Spirit in us to empower us, to guide us, and lead us in bringing Him glory. When we lean in, when we empty ourselves, prepare and purify our hearts, and ask, what does love look like in this situation? How do I love like you here? The answer is in his selfless sacrifice and example on the cross. Love looks like dying to self in each situation for the betterment of others so that they ultimately will experience the glory of the one who created them, who made a way for them, came to rescue them, and wants to live eternally with them. Now to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.